Chaf Gimel Elul Tafshin Ayin Chet coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. with Avinu opening things up here on this week's live edition of the Israel show the last one for the 
for the year Tafshin Ayin Chet. We'll have more coming in Tafshin Ayin Tet. But for Tafshin Ayin Chet, this is the last one. Welcome in one and all. My name is Mayor Weingarten. Coming to you via the Nachum Siegel Network. We're here each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM. 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And that usually puts it at 4 p.m. Israel time. And around the world, wherever you are, whatever time it is, now, that's the time that we're on. And uh, thank you all for listening and making us a part of your week. We um, have a playlist of great Israeli songs from both what we would call observant and non-observant artists having to do with the Yamim Noraim, mainly from words of Slichot, of Tfilot, both on the Ashkenazi side and on the Sephardi side. And we're going to devote, you know, some decent time to that. And um, here and there we'll try and give you some background. But basically want you to enjoy the really special music that has developed. It's modern music put to ancient Piyutim, um, and it crosses all sectors in Israel. It is popular on all sides. And it's one of the things, as uh, our good friend Rabbi Benji Kramer said when he was at a concert in Israel recently, of Eviatar Banai and Ishai Rebo, he said, the place is packed and it's everybody. It's from every sector, from every every type of kippah, to no kippah, to long hair, to short hair, to, to military, to non-military, to Haredi, to Chiloni. And uh, we've said it here many times, the music really in Israel is um, is a force of unity in the Jewish people. Um we will uh, go to Ochila Lakel, which is from the Ashkenazi Tfilat Musaf. It's a relatively new version. It came to my attention through the Baal Tfilat, the Avnaminian of Flatbush, and I thank him for bringing it to attention. It is really just, it's intoxicating almost. It, 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 it's, it's, it's catchy in a slow sense, but it is really, really beautiful. This uh, cover is done by Yitzhak Meir and Udi Davidi. It was composed by Harav Hillel Peli. Ochila Lakel. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Ochi <laughs> 
Yitzhak Meir and Udi Davidi doing that song written by uh, Hillel Peli, Peli. My name is Meir Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Um, I introduced a few years ago, because I was introduced to only a few years ago, a major piyut that is said by the um, Sephardic communities, Eidot Mizrach. The words are by Rabbi Yehuda ben Shlomo ibn Abbas. And uh, he was a 12th century rabbi and poet. He was born in Morocco, in Fez. He died in Aleppo, in Syria, Chaleb. And he wrote a piyut, which has become a mainstay of the piyutim of Eidot HaMizrach. And it is said, sung before at Shofar, before the blowing of the Shofar. And in some Sephardic communities during the Ilah, on Yom Kippur, the uh, ending of the Tefillah. And it tells over in poetic form the story of Akedat Yitzchak, and of course that reminder of the, of, of the, of the Shofar and the Akedat. We blow the Shofar in, in one, one of the reasons to remember the Akedat, the Ayil, the ram that was caught up in the brush that the Malach Hashem, the messenger of God, comes and tells Avram to use this animal instead of Yitzchak. And we use the ram's horn. It is a long um, piece, extremely beautifully written. I mean, just Svatay Mishak, as they say. And... um, we are so lucky, as I was talking on the air with Nachum just towards the end of JM and the AM, about how lucky we are, how we live in one of the best generations ever for the Jewish people. I mean, surely in the last 2,000 years. Um, and why do I say that again now? Because we have websites where you can find everything. And there is a website called Sepharia. That's one of two websites that are my go-tos for any text. Sepharia is S-E-F-A-R-I-A. Sepharia.org. It's a not-for-profit. And um, they have people who put together, in addition to tons of texts, and many of them translated into English from all over our Jewish um, history, from Tanakh and Mishnah and Talmud and Midrash and everything on the face of the earth you can imagine, they also have uh, source sheets that make it easy to put together for a lecturer's teacher's source sheets. And the source sheets are shared. And there is one 
about this piyut, H.R.A. Ratzon. So if you want to look it up over there, under liturgy, I guess. Um, my other go-to site is alhatorah.org. I've mentioned it a million times. It is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, check it out. Alhatorah, A-L-H-A-T-O-R-A-H. H at the end. Alhatorah. Dot .org and they just keep adding commentaries it's basically that that is based on the all of Tanakh and they're adding now I, I believe Talmud but uh, it, within the Tanakh almost every commentator of uh, 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 of of, no, of note is there and it's easy to use and it has a concordancia built into it so you can look up every word where it appears in different different forms of the same Shoresh. It's it's an unbelievable website, alhatorah.org. And every week they bring you for each parasha different thoughts and, and studies that you can use at your Shabbos table. Uh, both very worthy causes to donate to. Uh, Alhatorah is almost run on a shoestring. And um, I've donated to it over the years. And they are doing wonderful work. They just added the parish of Reb Shamshon Rafal Hirsch to Tanakh. They have Haktava HaKabbalah. They, from, from ancient to modern. It's really amazing. Anyway, now I digress. Now I'm back. This piyut, which tells in beautiful verse the story of Akedat Yitzchak. And we will play for you the version that is sung by Yoni Genut. It's off his album Ot Laot. That's his first album. But uh, before, let me just read to you one or two paragraphs. So you'll get a feel for what we're talking about. Eight Sha'arei Ratzon Lehipateach. At the time that the gates, the gates of, of tefillah, of acceptance of our tefillah, are going to be opened. Yom Eheyeh Chapai Lekel Shoteach. On this day that I spread out my arms in tefillah to bring my tefillah before God. Anna, please, God, zechor li biyom hocheach, please remember on this day of trial, that we're, like, we're on trial. Oked vehaneekad vehamizbeach. Oked is the binder. It's interesting, we talk about akedat Yitzchak, Rakedat Yitzchak means Yitzchak was bound. He was the one tied to the Mizbech. The person tying him to the Mizbech is Avraham. So it's the binder, Oked, Vahane'ekad, the bound, Yitzchak, Vahamizbech, and the altar. And then the story begins, Ba'acharit, Nusa, Besofa, Asara. This was the last of the ten trials, as Chazal explained it, that Avraham went through Haben Asher Nolad Lecha Misara, that son that was born to you from Sarah, Im Nafshechavo Od Ad Meod Nikshara, the one that your soul has so connected to, Kum Ha'aleuli Le'olavara, arise and bring him up as an offering. Vara means clean. Like Mishnah Brura, un- understandable, clear, 
So probably an Ola, which is a total Ola Vara, totally um, burnt Alhar, Asher Kavod Lechazoreach, the mountain that the glory of God shines upon you, Taramoria, obviously. And each verse ends, and it, the drama obviously builds and builds and builds. And it's just uh, amazing. I, I, I'll point out that because it was written in a Muslim country, whether it was in Morocco or in, in Syria, he makes a point, the author, to write, Haben Asher Nolad because the Muslims believe that this whole story happened to Yishmael and that the Jews just switched the names out and put Yitzchak in. And not Yishmael, in fact, they just had a holiday, which is the day that they celebrate this binding of Yishmael. So I, I think the putting in the word Nolad Lacha Misara is uh, is there on purpose. So th- th- those are the first two stanzas that goes on. This is a really um, beautiful version of it. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
Yoni Genot with a beautiful version of Oked Hane'ekad Vahamizbeach. Officially, the title is Eight Sha'arei Ratzon Lehipateach, sung by the Eidot Hamizrach as a major piyut on Rosh Hashanah before the blowing of the shofar. And I've pointed out before how um, the tefillot of um, the Ashkenazim and the Eidot HaMizrach are not that different during the year. There are differences, of course, but not that different during the year. But on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, they're very different. The Piyotim are totally different. And a few years back, and uh, it's actually maybe like 10 years ago, I mean, well into my uh, into my life, I found out by by chance, by accident, that Eidot HaMizrach don't say Unatana Tokef. And you ask any Ashkenazi Jew, like, one of the highlights of the Amun Noraim Tefillah, the liturgy that we have on the high holidays, what is the, the, the most intense prayer, maybe? I think most people would say Unatana Tokef. Mi b'mayim, mi b'eish. Uteshuva, utefila, utzdakam, avrim d'or ha'gzeira. Ketzitz novel. We are all like withering flowers. Kachalom ya'uf. Our whole life is like just a, a dream that goes by. 
like dust that blows away. It's it's so intense, and Eidor Hamizrach don't have that. They don't, they they're not familiar with it. It's amazing, and we are not familiar with Lachakeli which they open up Yom Kippur with. We are not familiar with HRA Ratzonli Patech and so many of their piyutim. And it is in this generation, in our generations, I should say, where the kibbutz galuyot, the intermingling of the different edot of Yisrael, the different Jewish communities from around the world, from everywhere, have come back, as the prophetic vision has told us it would. We would come back to the land of Israel and live here, here, live in Israel under Jewish sovereignty and in freedom, where we sharing all our culture, all our histories, and they're becoming one. And some don't like it, but I think it's a beautiful, beautiful thing where so much of the traditions that one community had are being shared by others, and the best of all worlds are available to us. Um, if you were listening to Jamie Dan before, I'm sure you were, um, Nachum and I were talking about the movie that um, came out last week. It's called Operation Finale, and uh, it is about, they say it's about, the Mossad's capture of... Uh, Adolf Eichmann back in the early 1960s May 1960 um, and his the Mossad first of all finding him capturing him holding on to him and getting him back out of Argentina into Israel but as Nahum said to me don't waste your money or your time because the movie is horrible. And one of the points, one of the points that Nachum made was that it is yet another politically correct attempt to portray Adolf Eichmann as a a regular person, a human being. He has this human side, and and let's show the human side. Uh, in fact, Nachum says that. That uh, of the um, what is it, a two hour or something movie? The first ten minutes are are about the capture of Eichmann. That's it. And uh, most of the rest of the movie is about the period of time that they had him in this safe house in in Argentina and getting him out, smuggling him out. And um, Nachum was curious to know about certain details of. Uh, that were in the movie, whether they were historically correct or not. One of the points that they made there was that Eichmann was told by the Mossad, he was promised that um, he would get to, his wife would get to visit him. If they decide to kill him, his wife would get to visit him um, in an Israeli prison where he would be. Now, we, we actually discussed this back in 2015, February of 2015, I believe, um, when it was discovered 
in the Israeli archives that, in fact, that happened. It was, I mean, it was 53 years after the fact, after Eichmann's hanging, there were rumors that his wife had come to visit him just before he was hanged. But nobody had proof of it, and it was sort of like one of these secrets that gets gets rumored around, but nobody knows if it's really true. Um, some of the people who, who worked there, some of the police and people in the prosecutor's office said they remember that she came, but they didn't remember when she came. And um, so it, it, it was one of those things that y- you don't know. Is it an urban legend? Is it true? And so forth. So I went back to, that, uh, to the documents that I found that we used for that show. And in fact, in 2015, as the National Archives was digitizing so much of what they had, I mean, amazing uh, amount of material, documents, and so forth, they were digitizing, they found an entry in a log, in the prison log. And in that entry, it shows that in fact, Vera Eichmann who was his wife, came to visit him on Monday, 30th of April, 1962, 12.20 a.m., late that night, 12.20 a.m., and left at 1.43 a.m. So she was there for about an hour and a half. And... Obviously, this had to be an extraordinary decision that somebody made to allow this, to fly her in, to bring her over, and quite frankly, to do it without anyone knowing. The um, the transcript, and this also is from Israeli National Archives, a transcript from March 18th, 1962, of the Israeli Security uh, Committee of the Knesset, Vadat Chutzubitachon, was told by the foreign minister, who at the time was Golda Meir, that the government had taken this decision to allow her to see Eichmann, allow Eichmann's wife to come and see him before he was killed once it was clear that there wasn't going to be any um, any Haninani pardon. And she said, Lo nuchal, this is from the protocols, from the Knesset protocols, Lo nuchal amod bifnei haolam gam batana zo shalo ifsharnu la Israel got a lot of flack for, um, from many parts of the world for kidnapping Eichmann. Argentina, in fact, brought Argentina called the session of the UN to complain against Israel that they kidnapped one of their citizens. It's like unbelievable what a crazy world we live in. Um, so Golda Meir says, we have so much criticism from around the world, it would be very hard for us to, um, to um, deny this as well. And so they agreed. 
But there were certain conditions, and the conditions were that she would be in Israel for less than 24 hours, that it would be kept secret, and it was. It was kept secret for, for 53 years. It's an amazing thing. And uh, so this part of the movie, like I'm sure so many other parts in the movie, um, is, um, is, is not, not factual. It's, it's true that she visited him. It's not true that um, that it was agreed upon in advance. Another document, and while we were at it, I pulled this out as well. There is in the National Archives an actual picture of a telegram that was the way they would communicate in the 1960s. Sort of like, if you're not familiar with what it is, it's, it's, it's like sending an email today, but much more expensive. A telegram written in German to address to the President of the State of Israel, Ben Svi, Jerusalem, Israel, and um, using various translation options online, this is what it translates to. After rejection of appeal... The fate of my husband is in your hand, writes Eichmann's wife, asking that he commute the death sentence. As a wife and mother of four children, please, I ask your excellency for the life of my man, Vera Eichmann. And you know, as I read it, I'm thinking to myself, this Nazi... Who was overseeing the final solution? Who watched German soldiers shooting babies in their mother's arms? And it's the cruelest of human that humanity can imagine. She is trying to ask for pardon of the death sentence based on Rachmanus. It's it's hard to believe, but what we what I found very interesting is that the answer that Ben Zvi gave, of course, the government dealt with it and decided not to grant clemency, and so he didn't. But um, he writes, President Ben Zvi writes a pasuk. That's his answer. His answer is a pasuk, and he writes, Shmuel Aleph Tedvav 33. The story there is of Shaul, who is supposed to kill all of Amalek, and he doesn't listen, and he doesn't kill the animals, and he doesn't kill Agag, the, the leader. And um, as a result, that was sort of like the straw that broke the camel's back. And God tells Shmuel to tell Shaul, that's it, you're finished. And then Shmuel asks that Agag be brought to him. 
I'm reading from the Pasuk before, Vayomer Shemuel Hagishu Elayat Agag Melech Amalek, Vayelech Elav Agag Ma'adanot, Vayomer Agag Achen Sar Mar Hamavet. Agag sees that he's about to be killed, that Shmuel is going to um, chop off his head, basically, which is the next Pasuk says. He says, I see the the death in front of me, sort of, whether he's pleading for his life or not, don't know. And Shmuel answers, Vayomer Shmuel, to the king of Amalek, Kasher shiklan nashim charbecha, kein tishkal minashim imecha. Just like your cherev, your sword, caused so many to be motherless, So your mother will also lose her child in the same way, meaning by the sword that you used in your evil, I will use the same implement to do justice. And that was the answer of Ben Zvi. That's the answer on the telegram written in his handwriting. Kasher shiklam Hashim charbecha. Ken Tishkal Menashimi Mecha, Shmuel Aleph Tedvav 33. I don't know if that's in the film. <laughs> I, doubt, I doubt it, but it's an amazing, uh, amazing story. Okay, wow. Back to the music. Unetanet Tokef, as we mentioned, Ashkenazim say this uh, very deep emotional, strong piyut in uh, Musaf. In 1990, Yair Rosenblum, a non-observant Israeli, wrote a modern a modern version, a modern, uh, modern melody, composed a modern melody to this piyut. And it was in tribute it was a musical memorial to the members of Kibbutz Bet Hashita, who lost 11 of their boys in the Yom Kippur War. And as a result, Yom Kippur became for them, don't forget, secular kibbutzim, nothing was holy for them. But it changed their whole attitude towards Yom Kippur, and that day became a day of memorial, a day of remembrance, and it connected them to the Yom Hadin of Am Yisrael. And so he wrote this, Unetana uh, Tokef, it is sung by Hanoch Al-Balek. It was covered many years later by Avram Fried, but this is the original. And it has become a staple of, of, of synagogues and prayers around Israel, congregations throughout Israel, sing this as their Netana Tokef. And that is, again, as I say, how the music has united us, and unfortunately death unites us, and we are, we are more united sometimes than we think. So here it is in its original, Unetanek Tokef by Yair Rosenblum, Yair Rosenblum sung by Hanoch Albalek. My name is Mayor Weingarten, you're tuned to The Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Shut your eyes.
As I mentioned, there is a uh, Ashkenazis version, Unisanet Hokef, that is uh, done by Avram Fried. Uh, just a word on a word on the word Unitane or Nitane. What does that mean? Tokef Kedushat Hayom, the 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 strength of the of the day, right? The awesomeness of the day that we understand. Many people don't understand the word. Nitane, and the word actually just means we shall recite, we shall maybe chant, and it appears, where are my notes here, here we go, it appears um, in Tanakh, not very often, but it does appear in Tanakh, um, one, both both times in Sefer Shoftim, once in Perak Aleph, and it's Pasuk, um, Mem, the famous story of Yiftach Hagiladi, who said, made a vow that when he comes back from war, if he's if he is successful and God helps him, then the first thing that comes out of his house he'll bring as a carbon to God, and thinking it would be an animal, and it turned out being his daughter. So, of course, he didn't kill her, but she was sent away and was living in solitude for the rest of her life 
But every year, four days of the year, the Not Yisrael, the maidens of Israel, if you will, would go, and here is the Pasuk, Miyamim Yamima, every year. Telachna Benot Yisrael, Litanot Levat Yiftach Giladi Arbaat Yamim Bashana. For four th- days in the year, they went and chanted dirges for the daughter of Yiftach Giladi. Now, the Litanot doesn't necessarily mean dirges, the, the translator here is adding that in, but to chant. They 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 spoke they davened however you want to say it and the other place in Shoftim also Parakei Pasuket Aleph in Shirat Devorah she talks about um, the 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 troops so to speak Mikol Mechatzitzim Ben Mashabim louder than the sounds of archers there among the watering places. Sham Hashem. Let them chant the gracious acts of the Lord. Again, Yitanu, they will chant, they will tell over. So Tokef, we chant about the Tokef Kidujatayom. Gonna end off with um I think the song of the year that came out earlier. We've played it many times. And it really expresses the feelings that I have just before Rosh Hashanah. Naomi Shemer's classic, Al Kol Ele. We thank God for the good. We thank God for the for the not so good. Al Hadvashva Al Haoketz, the honey of the bee and the sting of the bee. We ask God, Shmor Nali Keli Hatov. So before, and this version is from the Kululam, we'll post the link to it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel Show, the YouTube video. If you haven't seen it, you gotta see it. You just gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. I end every show with thanking you, and I do it quickly because I'm usually running out of time, but Yoni's not on today, so hopefully I have another few minutes as we as we start closing out Tavshin Ayin Ched and opening Tavshin Ayin Tet. Thank you to the Nachum Siegel Network staff, Avrami, who's there every week taking care of our stuff, ZK, Yoni, and their leader, Miriam El Wallach, who just is an, an amazing, I, I, it's hard to describe how amazing a person she is and her talents and capabilities and what she has done to make the Nachum Siegel Network what it is. And of course... Tanachum Siegel, who I just can't thank enough for everything that he does for the community and for me personally. And, you know, I thank God that the Israel Show continues to gain listeners. And that is thanks to you, all those of you who are listening, whether you listen live or you listen on the archives. So from Imke Levavi, from the depths of my heart, I say... Thank you to you all. And I hope and I pray that I can repay your loyalty by presenting the best, most enjoyable, educational, entertaining.
presentation each and every week as we go forward. We close out with Naomi Shemer, Al Kol Eila. Yoni is off. It's Labor Day in the United States. So Yoni and Jake Novak are off. After this, we have a music marathon that will continue all day long. Next Monday, we're off Rosh Hashanah. So until two weeks from today, immediately following Jamie Dame, I'm Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race.
Thank you. 